to the Violinist podcast. I'm the host Maxim Filatov, and today we have some great guest, Bon Sore Kim. Hello. Hi, Maxim. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. I read a bit of your biography, but maybe you can tell about yourself a bit. Me? Um, hi, I'm Bon Sore. I, I play the violin. <laughs> And I'm here now in Tampere, Finland to play with Tampere Philharmonic Orchestra. We are playing tomorrow the Shimanovsky Violin Concerto Number no. 1 and I'm very excited to, to perform this piece and also to be here in Tampere. Mm. But uh, I, I was quite surprised to have so many competitions won. How did you manage to, and big competitions, not just competitions, how did you manage how to play and win so many competitions? <laughs> uh, how? Yes. The question is how? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I mean, I know yeah. that it's a big work, it's not so easy. Yeah, I mean, it's been terrible actually. Really? I hate competitions oh. and, and nobody actually like. I guess I likes any competitions because it's it's stressful and I mean it's a lot of pressure and it's not the ideal situation to share music with people but in on the other hand it is actually very effective to be exposed to the possible audience mm-hmm. um, worldwide because now nowadays the competitions they are broadcasting everywhere live mm. broadcasting mm. on the internet and everybody can access and everybody can watch um so yeah so that's why i did so many competitions and and i am very grateful that mm. i did it so that i am more ready to really concertize uh, everywhere because this life is not easy and the competitions were a great great uh, training sessions for me I guess yeah after competitions probably normal concert it's very easy for you no actually I don't I think totally opposite because like the normal concert you think it's a normal concert but because I played like like you don't know that where I played before, when I played before, which piece I played before mm-hmm. the this concert, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like the information is very limited for the audience that comes to the each concert, so they are expecting the best from out from me. So it's it should be always the best of me. So I think it's more pressure than the co- the competition. Oh, it's interesting mm-hmm. because I myself feel like, for mm-hmm. example, I do a lot of auditions. That mm-hmm. auditions for me much harder than to play concert because kind of concert you just giving yourself like mm-hmm. giving music and here you a bit concentrated on result and it's mm-hmm. kind of disturbing a lot, you know. Yeah, I mean it's disturbing. Yeah, in a way, the competition yeah. is disturbing. Not not the most comfortable. Yeah, you cannot situation. enjoy kind of. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. How how much you practice usually? How much? Uh, I don't really have the average time limit or a time um, setting, but um, I'm trying to do like 
three, four hours a day okay. if I can manage that because I'm always traveling and okay. it's always like in the different time zone and different situation and mm. I cannot play like so long in a hotel or oh. hotel room or we don't know where I will be so yeah mm. it, it depends all every time the situation. But for example, on our previous interview, Diana Damian, she said that she very often practiced without violin. Do you do it like? What's that? Without violin. Who? who? Diana Damian. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah, she okay. said that she, for her, practicing it's not just playing, but yeah, also. Yeah, uh, totally. I totally agree with it because, yeah. Do I you mean, have some secret how? <laughs> how I even do, on the plane. Uh-huh. Yeah, just to to check again the scores uh-huh. and listen listen to my recording that uh-huh. I did in in the rehearsal. Uh-huh. I think listening to ourselves that really helps a lot because we kind of miss many things when we do just live, uh-huh. and then like sometimes I think it was. It was okay, or it was it was better than I thought, and and then like, the recording mm. says different things. So I think that helps mm. very much, especially with orchestra. We cannot really hear everything on the stage in, at the position yeah. where I am playing, because like the woodwinds and the brass, they are quite far away. So it's hard to know if it's really, like working together if they are really. Converse, making conversation together so it's always good to check and good to hear the balance as well mm. how many concerts on average you do per month per month I think pretty much um, every week or more mm. mm-hmm. like one two per week about mm-hmm. is it difficult like a uh, Probably you play like same program with different orchestras, right? Or same program? Yeah, I wish I could. No, so you <laughs> no. say it every week, really? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens, especially this year. I have so many repertoires that I have to play. This really? this one is Shimanovsky number one, and next week I have to play Tchaikovsky. <sighs> And the week after it's Mendelssohn E minor, really? and then after the Mendelssohn D minor and Vivaldi and how is it possible? <laughs> and then later on it's Brahms and oh. it's I don't know how it will be. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it's crazy because I was thinking to ask mm-hmm. like even to play same program with different orchestras should be difficult, but if you play different programs then maybe it's even more difficult. <laughs> but but yeah. of course you probably still that program which you play and you played already before, right? Some some are I mean, yeah, most of them are actually, yeah. But some are new. And, and Shimonovsky number one is quite new for me as well. How do you manage to prepare it so fast? Huh. So uh, not, not so fast I, I guess because I have to really calculate like because it depends on which work you do, but it's, uh, for example, Shimanovsky takes a, l- a lot of time actually to learn because yeah. you have to figure out all the very complicated uh, orchestration and mm. how it works together with the orchestra. So it takes extra time to figure that out. And also it's very, very hard to memorize as well. Mm. 
and um, and also like there is a piece by Nielsen Concerto, Nielsen, Carl Nielsen, mm -hmm. which is a terribly long piece, and that also is very complicated with the orchestra. Yeah. So that kind for those kind of pieces, I really am planning more time than usual usual uh, preparation period. So, but do you have like holidays on summer or winter? <laughs> no. No, it's always you have really? to do it in between. So, okay. for example, I'm playing tomorrow Shimanovsky, yeah. but I have to practice other things as well together. Yeah, Sh That's not crazy. only Shimanovsky but Tchaikovsky oh. and everything. <laughs> oh my god! Because I I always feel uh, tired that in orchestra, you know, it's mm -hmm. a very big different program, mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. A soloist, it should be even more harder. <laughs> Can't imagine. I don't think that's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of pressure as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, do you like, uh, when you prepare some piece, do you listen some other recordings, mm -hmm. like uh, other violinists? Yeah, I, I do actually. Um, I do actually listen to many many recordings before mm. I play because I want to know. I mean, I want to know how it works with the orchestra. That's the main thing actually. Mm. I want to hear from the recording, but everybody's different, so it's very interesting to um, hear others. Mm. Yeah. Who is your favorite violinist? <laughs> um. I have many, but I mean, it all depends which piece you are talking about. But in general, I, I love the golden period violinists mm. like Oistrach, oh. Kogan, Heifetz, Milstein, yeah, Schering, yeah. This is a very good violinist, of course. Yeah, of course. But also I have a question, like uh, mm -hmm. last, uh, I don't know, maybe a few dec decades, we have uh, so so many mm -hmm. uh, great violinists, Korean violinists coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you think, what what makes it so special that so many great violinists suddenly came? Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like because you studied mm -hmm. uh, right uh, most of the most of your life you studied in Korea. Yeah. Yes. So uh, can you share like uh, what is what is so special about modern Korean violinist school? Mm -hmm. But it's actually very interestingly. It's not only violinists, okay. pianists, and even like woodwinds players. Mm -hmm. Like they are winning everywhere now. Like really seriously very important competitions it's so it's so gen crazy. general like it's classical general. music yeah oh, it became very so nice. very important actually really? yeah but, but why because all in all of the world it's uh, opposite <laughs> it's kind of going down in most <laughs> of the countries but why, why it suddenly i think it's the generation as well because we were growing growing um watching the first generation of the musicians like that were they were world worldwide famous mm. like uh, for example for in my for in my case um i 
I wanted to become a violinist because I I went to a concert by Kyung Hwa Chung. She's a legendary Korean violinist mm -hmm. who was born in 1948. Mm. Oh, so that's oh. a really first generation. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she was a national hero. Uh, her her brother Myung Hun Chung and her sister Myung Hwa Chung and her they were like called Chung trio trio okay. Chung and they were kind of national hero in Korea mm -hmm. and after them it was Sarah Chung and yeah, Hannah Chung and they were like sensational in yeah. Korea and and in everywhere mm -hmm. so those kind of people we were watching we were growing with them like we grew up with with them like do, do you know uh, with who they studied maybe mm -hmm. uh, this first generation of violinists with they were studying with with galamian she studied ah. with galamian and okay. and my teacher my previous teacher who i i worked with in seoul national university his name is young kim and he is the world famous violinist as mm. well he used to play in a trio x kim ma mm. so emmanuel x and him and yo-yo ma so oh, they okay, used nice. to play together and he, he was a member of Mozart trio as well so mm. he was born in 1947 and he was a very big inspiration for me as well mm. so i think after that generation we were dreaming to mm. be uh, uh musicians because because we yeah i mean they made us to dream about mm. this and then i think this little kind of uh, seeds they are now <laughs> mm. now really blossoming and and a lot of younger people they they were also also inspired by them and by later people as well mm -hmm. yeah but uh, for example you also studied in new york right yeah can you compare like what the differences uh, in, like in schools and also now you're in berlin so mm -hmm. probably you also had some lessons from mm -hmm. european teachers like what what the difference like is there any difference in violin schools mm, it's interesting I think it's now it's kind of difficult to say like which school like because before we had such Russian school and like um you know Kalamian mm. and and like very dis distinguished uh way of playing but mm. now everybody's kind of generalized mm. because like the technical development is different now than before like the internet and everything everybody can watch everything and and we are now exposed to all all kinds of all kinds of thing and all kinds of way to play yeah internet of course <laughs> yeah yeah it, th i think that's the main difference um from before and maybe that can be a reason why we korean are suddenly so <laughs> winning so many competitions and and because better education mm. and better situation better environment mm. and like it's kind of more fair than before i guess in terms of the exposition 
Mm. And also yeah. probably in mm. ge- because in general uh, Korean cult- culture now on the rise, like yeah, movies right. and uh, maybe it's in general like culture on mm-hmm. the rise. Right, that's that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, and I find the Juilliard was very interesting because it in in general in the States they are a little more open. Mm. Like open to t- discuss anything anything with the students and, mm-hmm. and with many many teachers actually because in Korea we only get to have lessons with only one mm. one person but in Juilliard we can take as many as as we want mm. and oh, is it nice? yeah it's like kind of it's it's a nice environment to ask anybody for help and ask anybody for their advice and it's really open uh, um, environment so I think that mm. that opened a little bit of my yeah yeah so you have maybe this like uh, post-soviet like also in Russia Ukraine mm-hmm. it's also a bit like you only Mm, study with like, one teacher and if you go to another teacher uh, then uh, totally different <laughs> right <laughs> but not only this mm-hmm. like your teacher may say okay i won't teach you anymore like <laughs> so yeah sometimes it's happened i i heard like this story so yeah it can be very sensitive yeah i, I yeah. also was surprised that in finland also mm-hmm. it's very open you can go oh, to any teacher and you you actually can like i studied in sibelius academy and mm-hmm. you can change your teacher every half year or you can have yeah, that's two exactly teachers, in Juilliard, yes. three teachers you can have well it's, wow. it's kind of nice yeah I, <laughs> I mean it's free yeah i mean it's a freedom so we you can really mm. choose what you want and mm. you can see what you want mm. mm-hmm. but i i i now thinking maybe there is also downsides because yeah, if, you, if your mm. um, teacher demanding Mm-hmm. Then you can just leave. <laughs> like okay, I don't like him. If you yeah. if you don't want to challenge you yourself, yes. yeah. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's also some well, yeah, plus and minus. Mm-hmm. But in general, like uh, for example, uh, for me it was uh, after Ukraine a bit uh, difficult uh, mm-hmm. study in Finland because actually it's uh, not so demanding mm-hmm. during the studies, and it. I always oh, not so demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that the teacher are not so demanding. Like if, like I mean in Ukraine, if you won't study well, mm-hmm. uh, they will really push you to study. Ah, uh, you mean in Finland they are very they are not pushing relaxed. You. <laughs> yes, you won't study. You study. If you don't uh-huh. want, you don't study. And for me, for example, it was uh, after this change. It was a bit hard sometimes to find some motivation. Oh, I yes. see. I see. And how how do you find like and even now sometimes I I well I mean I love music but mm-hmm. sometimes I think like why why I am doing this like, <laughs> really like I could be like anything but oh. why do do you have any like I, I think don't know, I ideas? think the the incredible repertoire is that helps a lot for me because mm. it's always I always want to have. Um, new repertoires as well mm. so it's a great challenge for myself to really explore a totally new language mm. for example Nielsen was a totally new one and mm. it's kind of very difficult to understand in the beginning mm. 
but as you know it better and as you read and as you um, have more time with the work and with the composer then you understand much better his language and it's totally new language it's it feels like you are learning some really total new language mm. and and it gives such a great feeling that I am capable of of speaking another language I can mm. really speaking with his language and and that's a great joy and that gives a lot of energy mm. for me to go further and yeah I think that really helps <laughs> but also when it's so many concerts it's so mm. easy to burn out like how how do you manage yeah, to burn out that's another problem yes. <laughs> yeah I don't I I don't really yeah but actually corona time helped oh, a lot, okay. you know? when we stayed at home yeah <laughs> I mean I don't want to say this but actually that was quite quite a good time for me to reflect myself mm. and to get some energy recharged and, yeah. and to have some time with family that helped a lot mm. and I I was very hungry I mean oh yeah hung, to play. yeah yeah to play and yeah that was a mm. actually good time for me because after my last competition it was in 2016 and for right after from from right after the competition I really couldn't stop playing playing in mm. in everywhere so it was a really challenging time for me mm. but for about four years so so actually that was quite good for me to have some time in corona yeah because yes. sometimes you play 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 like i also had crazy mm -hmm. last four months mm -hmm. so many to play mm -hmm. and then you understand that you don't have time to leave actually <laughs> like oh. it's like and and then you start to that's actually the time when you start doubting like mm -hmm. why i'm doing like this oh. you know? yeah yeah i i understand what you mean yeah <laughs> So I try to find some time always in between <laughs> to have some fun and have some time for myself. Yeah. And also, like, I'm discussing these kind of things with my manager a lot mm. because he, he was a musician, so he understands what it is like. And he was even in, in a quartet. So quartet, they are playing more than the soloists. Like, they are having more than a hundred concerts oh, yeah. in a year. So he knows more than anybody. So we discussed this a lot and mm. he actually organized a period for myself mm. in summer this time, this year for the first time. Okay, yeah, nice. so I'm very looking forward to this summer to have some time, mm. yeah, some free time. But then there is another problem, for example, for me. When you have suddenly free time, you don't know what to do. Or no, you cannot I relax. Actually, <laughs> no, no, no. The free time is actually for myself to study. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like doing nothing. But I mean, I'll, I will definitely do, do nothing for a few days. Yeah. But I have to... Yeah, I mean, the free time is actually meant to be a study time. Yeah, because if you play all the time, mm. then you you cannot really like you Quality cannot students. yeah yeah you cannot really learn. Yes, yourself. of course. Yeah, 
but uh, what like do you have like some hobby how to change your mind you mm-hmm. know to to give some space mm-hmm. relax yeah i mean it's in i figured that in covid time that i every like everybody it was quite depressing time yeah, as yeah, well yes. so i had to find a way to to make it better and um i got a lot of help from this um meditation doing tai chi do you know this martial art called yes, tai chi yeah it's from china yes i, I heard china. about this yeah i used to train that in my early time like mm. when i was in in elementary school i did train with my father a lot mm. so i i know how it works and i know how it gives you the positive energy and the concentration mm. and and calm calmness in your in your mind mm. so i tried that in covid time and i find it very very good actually mm. to uh save your energy to 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 um can i say concentrate mm. yourself in inner inner um energy Mm. It's interesting because I have tried many meditations like for many years and mm-hmm. usually it's like you know one time it works mm-hmm. second times it's less and then less <laughs> less less and then it's like But I don't it's know. great that you tried. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you need somehow to relax. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. Like because I mean, for example I'm not drinking so for me, me neither. I don't oh, drink as nice. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean drinking doesn't help I guess. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, well before I had but I mean for me it's not kind of fun, you know. That's amazing. Because everybody <laughs> I know that they love drinking and yeah. And yeah. But I actually you, you feel worse after I mean you feel good when you drink but after <laughs> Your body cannot yes. really, yeah, mm. yeah. take that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 bad. <laughs> yeah, so don't drink, anyone. <laughs> We are not recommending it. <laughs> But, uh, like, do you have some, like, I don't know, special exercise for practicing or exercise? like scales scales yeah which, which one very very simple car flesh flesh yeah, yeah. i also have flesh <laughs> yeah simple just to purify and just to make it clean yourself yeah, yeah the left hand and and also the bow and and the vibrato and yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's interesting like uh, different violinists like different scales like mm-hmm. Diana was saying she's practicing galamian oh galamian yeah. scale i tried that too and mm-hmm. i was in childhood it was gilles i think uh-huh. yeah now i now i try flesh okay and, uh, but do you do you like practice every day or no no not every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well of course you have some intense mm-hmm. schedule yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you like to read some literature? Do you have some favorite books? Yeah, I do love uh I do actually love Russian literature, okay. old ones. Yeah. Like Tolstoy. Or? Yeah, Tolstoy, Dostoevsky and yeah. yeah. Dostoevsky. 
Nice. Yeah, so you have concert tomorrow. I yeah. wish you good luck. I Thank don't you. want to keep you anymore because it's quite late and you <laughs> you need a rest but I thank you for participating in our podcast thank you Maxim thank you to our listeners I hope you enjoyed it and uh, yeah we will see you in next episode thank you thank bye. you bye